Blog Talk Radio.
This is Pastor Benjamin Blankenship, and you are listening to Reaching Out Radio. Uh, This evening, as uh, previously promised, we're going to be going ahead and talking about the spirit of rejection and the spirit of heaviness. Now, that song that you just heard is a song that uh, came up on, I'm calling it an album. It's online. It's digital. You can you can get an MP3 of that song. You can stream it, whatever you, you'd like. Uh, it was on the last Ben Jam album that there was called Previously Unrecorded. It was basically a bunch of songs that were just kind of collecting dust. I wrote that song, and I wrote that song about myself when I was sitting at the Rockwood Church of God of Prophecy. There was a particular pastor who I had had. I had a shining report before the Lord. Um, this man had no reason not to give me a good shining report, but I tried to get um, an opportunity in another organization, and, and with seething bitterness, uh, he would say about this other organization that they've taken more of our preachers and all that. I don't know if there's any ministers listening in or anybody that that's getting this, how people want to put an organization you, you know, within a denominational thing above God Almighty and what's right in the sight of the Lord. Um, lots of things happened to him, uh, you know, there through his life. And there were people that had even said that they believe that God's pronounced some kind of wickedness or curse upon the man because of how he did Ben Blankenship. I didn't say it. Other people had said it. It was like five that I'd heard about. Was, and anytime something bad was happening, um, and, and I don't know, because it rains on the, on the just and the unjust. So there's certain things and certain situations that I don't know. And if I did know, I wouldn't go ahead and throw it up because I think that that would be cruel. 
um, to do, but I'm telling you that he did me that bad that people thought it. Um, so uh, I uh, went, went into that other organization, and he uh, he said, pointing back to how I had left there, I think I'd said in our last um, our last talk with Montel that I was there at that church, and I felt like somebody homeless could greet and get a church before me to, to pastor. And uh, so I'd left there to pastor a storefront church. I wound up back in that same organization again. I'd been promised the sun and the moon and the stars with the hand to God. I will do everything that I can to help you. And it wasn't happening all over again. History was repeating itself in a circle. So after years of that, I, I went ahead and it's like, you know what? It's like I'm done. I'm leaving, okay? So I went into this other organization, and he did not give me a good report. What he had said is he said uh, – after, after, by the way, my mother uh, called him because she said, I don't believe he'll lie if I point blank ask him. And this isn't a whole message about the misdeeds of, of this individual, but I want you to know how deep the hurt was. And I said, I totally do because he's a liar. And um, she uh, she asked this this pastor of this church – you know, before the Lord God Almighty, she said, do you promise that you'll give Ben a good recommendation? You know, Ben's a good boy and all that. And he swore up and down that he would give me a good recommendation. Well, they went ahead and they contacted him because it's what people do when somebody's transferring from one organization to another. You wouldn't believe all the mess that goes on otherwise. And, you know, instead of saying he's faithful, you know, he's always been a faithful tither. He's always been faithful and coming. You know, he's did baby dedications here. He's He's, he's preached here. Uh, he's went out and preached at these other places, and I've heard all the countless good reports from different people about all the good that he was doing. I mean I would be up a ton uh, preaching at places basically off of the prestige of his name, not anything to say about myself, but because he was a somebody. And um, they, uh, they, they went ahead, this place did, and they asked him, they said, does he have a good report? And he said, well, I'll tell you what. He's already left the organization two other times, and I don't know that he wouldn't do it again. Um, you know, I think that what we need to do in this life, you, me, everybody, I'm especially talking to you all that are really sold up to God. You know, you're not one foot in the door and one foot out the door. You're not a church hopper. You're not unstable. You know, I'm somebody that likes to stay planted and everything, but I think that God appoints us to do different things at different times. In different seasons, and we need to be in His will. Okay, so anyway, that organization, I, I mean, I grieved. I went to twenty some odd pastors. It was like twenty four, and I had them write me letters of recommendation, trying to overthrow the fact this guy didn't. And I told them, I said, I, I affirm it to be true. You know, I'm telling you today, uh, standing before the Lord. I said that this guy has this bitter hatred towards any other church organization. It's kind of weird, isn't it, because there's only one church uh, towards any other church organization other than than the one that he's in, and he did this. And um, I said, without your pastor's recommendation, there's nothing that we can do, okay? So I left that organization, and I went to another one. Now, you're talking about somebody that had been in ministry for all these years that had built up all of this stuff for all of these years, and it, I said, I don't even have a pastor. Can I be real with you? Can I just, can I say the most heartbreaking and honest thing to you? Because I was so, treated so bad by this man in church, and it's made me a lot of the way that I am. I still don't feel like I have a pastor. 
Um, I, there's a lot of preachers that, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I'll trust this one or that one enough, you know, we're, we're friends. There's, there's a people that I can talk to, but you know, when you said, who's your pastor, in fact, I had a speaking engagement lined up recently and I could say some thoughts that I have about the guy, but I don't really know him and, and, and all that. So I'm, I'm not going to, but, uh, he had said, yeah, we're going to have you down. And then he contacted me and he said, Hey, um, I'm wondering who's mantle. You're under. That's a Bible verbiage that people are using, especially nowadays. But it is—it's totally relevant. You know, who are you tied to? Who are you associated with? You know, I mean, I, what? And you know, they're not going to say, well, he's like Abraham or something, even though you know, whatever. Um, but I don't have a pastor. Um, you know, I. It's hard. It's it's rough for me because of the hurt that I was through. So I joined this other church organization. It just keeps getting gooder and gooder, don't it? And I started from zero. And the problem wasn't per se that man at that church organization, even though it kind of was, um, because I wouldn't be in that place in that situation if it wasn't for him doing evil for my good. Um, and so I sat there and sat there. I was in it 11 11 years, y'all, and that particular organization, and, um, you know, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul goes out and he calls names, and I mean, I'm not going to get up and, like, call everybody's name or whatever, but, you know, things need to be said. The Church of God of Prophecy has no time limit or expiration, that's the, the third one that I was in, on on people that are in, like, state overseer offices and there's a man in Tennessee, E.C. McKinney, who it is a travesty in the sight of God and the sight of men that he has held hundreds and hundreds of preachers back. People all over the United States and around the world are talking about how this man should step down, how it's awful what he's done, people. I felt led of God Almighty to go to the general overseer and say, clean up your house. Talk to this man. See why he's not letting me ahead. See why he's not letting these people ahead. And and don't think I didn't go to him first over and over and over and over and over again. In fact, one time he told me I had your minister's application. I want to talk to you about what what hurt us. I had your minister's application in the back seat of my car. I think it was like two or three weeks he had said, and I just never thought anything about it anymore. You know, nothing worked. He never let anybody through. So it's it's. It's an atrocity what he's doing, that he's holding this position and all that. He's a failure as everything that he is. Um, I, I mean, I don't even know that the guy's saved, to tell you the truth. It's it's almost cultish people in the Church of God of Prophecy, how they ooh and on sway when he comes in. He has no spirit at all. I've been around E.C. McKinney. I've seen things in E.C. McKinney that – it's crazy. And then the, the people that are above him, but this is kind of a thing that you run into in organizations that so often people under them will be doing evil, and that's my buddy or that's my friend, or they were elected, and they just say, I'm not going to go against them. Well, yeah, well, God's going to have to deal with you then. You know, there's so many evil things in the church. Children are being raped in churches, you know, the Catholic church, whatever. There's somebody that's going out cheating with their wife. In this church, you know, there there was a there's a documentary that Fox put out on Hillsong, and there was a man that had all these sexual improprieties going on, and they just went ahead and they transferred him 
So there's all that kind of stuff going on. Of course, the founder's dad had all kinds of things going on with little boys and all that in New Zealand, and the Assemblies of God uh, went ahead and covered that up too. You know, there's there's thing after thing, and I mean, and I could name up endless things in the Baptist Church too. I can name up endless things in all different sorts of churches. But one day God's going to come down and the judgment's going to start at his house. I want you to, to imagine now hearing that song that I sat and, and bled my guts out in that church, feeling that way, talking about how so many people have hurt and so many people have done me wrong. And there's a Bible scripture for that. The Bible says, and I'm talking to you, this isn't about me, because if you can't look and see the pain and the hurt in your life, if you've got spirit of rejection or a spirit of heaviness i'm here to i'm here to talk about that and to help you or somebody that you know that needs to be listening to this but i had went through all of that all my life i was treated awful as a boy in school i mean i was picked on and picked on and picked on and picked on like they were trying to groom me to be a school shooter i had every kid at this at the uh, sylvania township in toledo ohio school throw pea gravels at me. If it wasn't every kid, it sure was close to. And one of the classes before the teacher came in, I mean the level of ugly, bad stuff. And I mean I would pray that I would die or I would pray that God would kill every single last one of them. That's the, that's the hurt that I went through. And then I moved down to Tennessee. You know, I, I was back and forth from 12 to, to 14. Tennessee was astronomically better. It's, the South has been so good to me, um, and, and I love it, and it's always felt like home. Um, there was, you know, there's a kid here or there, but it wasn't anywhere at the level. But the problem is is that you're still carrying that brokenness and that hurt with you, and you can't shake it off, and you can't help but feel weird. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 14, a wounded spirit. Who can bear? Again, let me say that Proverbs 18 and 14, a wounded spirit who can bear. Let me tell you something. There is a cut that is deeper than the memory. There is a cut that's deeper than the actual action that went on. There is a cut that's deeper than the physical, and that cut is when it is cutting you quick to the spirit, that your spirit can be wounded, that you can be wounded so deep down inside of you that even though years have went by and even though it's long gone, that hurt is still there. There's demonic forces there that are out to get you. There are demonic forces there that are out to to drag you down. In the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, in the 54th chapter, in the 6th verse, the Bible says, for the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife when you were refused, says your God. It's saying that God has called you like a woman that was unloved and married to somebody that didn't even love her, that had abused her, is what that verse is talking about there to the people. Can you imagine the brokenhearted state that the people were in? For the prophet Isaiah to go ahead and for him to say, God's called you and he's seen you and you were just like a woman that married a man that didn't even love her and that you were grieved in your spirit. Do you all ever read that story uh, in, in the Bible uh, about uh, Jacob where he marries Rachel and where he marries Leah? And, and see, I mean, just 
uh, it, it, the train wreck that that was that Lieben, and you can say a lot about Lieben because the first time that he uh, shows up is, is back when Eliezer brings the camel train and all that for, for uh, Jacob's daddy and, and whatnot. And he sees the uh, sees Rebecca with the uh, the jeweled ring in her nose, the nose ring that he put on her, and, and the bracelets that he's put on her wrist. He sees money. It, it, it legitimately tells you that in the Bible. Those are the things that he notices, and then he's all like super friendly because Lieben is that kind of a guy that he cares about the money and that he's greedy of gain and all that, and you look at the way that he treated Joseph. So, I mean, uh, that, that's, that's exactly – that's the whole thing right there. The way that he went ahead and that he treated uh, Jacob is how he was. So Leah – Jacob works seven years for the other daughter, and what does he do? He goes ahead and he gives him the daughter that he wasn't interested in, and he says, that's all right. We're not going to annul this marriage. You know what? You go ahead. Now, I want you to look at this from, from his wife's point there, the, the wife that's not the one that he loves, that's not the one that he's worked diligently for seven years to be with. Let's look at Leah there for for a moment. You know that the Bible says that Rachel that she's beautiful and comely and all that, but that Leah had tender eyes. Um, so she's all veiled and everything, and they go to bed and it's it's dark and, and whatnot. And he wakes up and realizes that he's with the wrong woman. Uh, she knew it the whole time, but her daddy said, "You just shut up. This is the way it's going to be." Apparently, and um, he's all aggravated and she can tell that he's aggravated and he walks out and he has a talk with her daddy and he says, you know what? You just go ahead and you finish your honeymoon week. You just finish your marital week with her and I'll give you my other daughter and then you can work for seven more years to pay for her. What devastation that would be in that woman's life. For for this week, the, I mean, the honeymoon is over, right? For this week, she knows that her husband's mind and his thought is, I'm just, I've just, you know, I've got to indulge her, I've got to put up with her, whatever. I'm just using her for a week, and then I'm going to get the woman that I want to be with. And when she has her first baby, she rejoices and she names him, and she says, because the Lord that He's seen me in my suffering and my affliction, and that I'm unloved. And maybe now my husband will love me, and it's still going on. And she has another baby, and glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord. God has heard my desperation and my cries, and he's given me an, another baby. And then she has a third baby. And, and I mean, and it just keeps going on and on, on and on. Throughout like the course of their marriage, I mean it's it's nuts. It's absolutely horrible. It's it's a, an atrocity, is what it is. It's terrible stuff. So how deeply was she wounded every single day about the situation that she was in, having it looming over her that her husband that he loved another man. You know, rejection isn't a th just a thing that we go through. But there is a spirit of rejection. You know, I'd heard that Derek Prince, he got up and he had talked about it, and he said something powerful because it's like he knew me. And he said, you know, some of you people – and there, and there's different ways that people can go, by the way. But he was talking to me. He said, some of you people that had the spirit of rejection, he said, that's why you're a perfectionist. And I mean it's just like dark through the heart. 
And because I, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's me. And he said, and you're a perfectionist because you don't want to be rejected. And that's what you tell yourself. You say, what kind of a fool would, would tell me no when I'm doing things so exquisitely, when I'm doing this so perfectly, when I'm just – I mean I'm, I'm running circles around what other people would do so something will be just so absolutely perfect that somebody would never tell me no. You know what they do. You, somebody's saying it right now on the other side. They're going to tell you no. That's exactly right. So in spite of that, in spite of your biggest efforts – tell you no. There's a spirit of rejection that you need to get to cast off of you. Now, I mean, we can talk about different kinds of curses, generational curses, things that we do to open up ourselves to curses, things that we watch, the music that we listen to, things that are demonic that we let in our life, um, associations that we shouldn't have or that our family shouldn't have because maybe it was something that was passed down to you that's not you. You know, you need to renounce those things, and you need to get rid of those things, and you need deliverance, and deliverance sometimes is a process right now. If you have some some burden, ask the Holy Ghost to show you. If you have something in your life that's going on that doesn't need to be there, you talk with God, and when he says get it out, you get it out of your life. You say, I renounce this thing in the name of Jesus Christ, and you be done with it, you know. You say, I've made a covenant with my eyes, or I've made a covenant with my ears, or I've made a covenant with my with my mouth that I'm not going to say these things anymore that are inviting in the enemy because your words do have power over situations and over you. I was listening to a sermon a couple of weeks ago, and the pastor said, what was it, can't never did nothing for nobody is what his, his mama had, had told him, you know, to say you can't never did nothing for nobody. And and you need to you need to speak right words. You need to listen to good things and watch good things and have them pour things into you and not go through the gateway of your eyes or through your ears or what happens and, and be in your life. You don't need toxic uh environments or or people or things or whatever that you're tied to that has left a door open for the devil. You know, your spirit's like a house, and if you would leave the door open on your house, you know exactly what kind of filth and creepy crawly things would come in. I forget what was going on at my mom's house when I'd lived there in the basement, and there was some just awful stink going on in the basement. And I thought, well, if I leave that garage door open, that'll help it to air out. And she said I wouldn't open, leave that door open to have it air out because something will get in there. Yeah, a few things got in there. So let me tell you what went ahead and happened. And by the way, one of these videos became quite popular. There's a big old black snake. It wasn't that huge. You know, it might have been, man, I don't know, three, four foot long. But there was a black snake. That doesn't freak me out that much. In fact, you know, there's people that get freaked out about snakes, and there's somebody that's worried right now. If you don't know what a black snake is, there's an issue there. You know all the bad snakes, all the poison snakes, the copperheads and, and all that stuff? A black snake eats those snakes. Keep that black snake alive. So I went ahead and I grabbed that black snake and I picked it up. I technically did it with a pillowcase. I don't don't just want to sound like the baddest man on the planet when, when when that's not what went on. But I got myself a pillowcase and I grabbed it with that. And uh, you know, because I thought if it tries to bite me, maybe that'll help. I don't know. Um, and I went ahead and I put it out on the gravels. So I'm in there in the room and I've got this lamp and it's got those two little chains, one on each side of it, and it has these bulbs there. So in Tennessee, we've got these spiders, poison spider, and they're called a brown recluse. Man, that thing was a monster, and it charged me like a devil out of hell. 
So anyway, that brown recluse comes out, and I'm going wild, and my son's young, and I'm screaming, get the bug spray, get the bug spray, get the bug spray. You're saying, preacher, why didn't you get the bug spray? Because I was afraid that it was going to move somewhere, and I wouldn't know where that sucker was, and I wanted it dead. So he goes ahead, and he gets the bug spray, and I spray it, and then I go to try and hit it with a boot. But the boot doesn't take it out, and it's crawling around the side of the boot. And this thing, you can see like the joints and its legs and all that. If this is making you feel uncomfortable, think about how I felt. And and I'm whooping and I'm hollering. You you know you know what I mean when you're like actually nervous or whatever. It's not like a manly cry. It's like a whoa, you know, kind of kind of cry that you've got going on and and everything. And you know what I mean it's like for the love of God, would this thing just die? So I sprayed it and sprayed it and sprayed it with that. Bug spray, and it just watered itself up into a little ball, and we're just going to say for the, the convenience and the practicality of it that it died and went to hell. Um, <laughs> we have no evidence that it went to heaven, but uh, that thing was uh, – it was trying to get me, and uh, they're mean, and they're poison and all that. Uh, black widows and brown recluses, that's what Tennessee has. I uh, I know a minister uh, guy that's in Australia, and he kept trying to get me down there, and I was like, man, I said everything in Australia is kind of geared to kill you. You know, they've got the funnel web spiders down there, and I saw somebody have to get a claw hammer and pull its fang out. They're so big and mean. They, they'll charge you. Um, he he said he'd run across one one time coming out of the bush. That's, you know, that's the woods, the boonies. And uh, I said, what'd you do? He said, my boot took care of that. Yeah, you know, it, it wouldn't work too well if you were barefoot. But, yeah, they've got the blue ring octopus and everything. It's The, the place is just loaded down with snakes and spiders and, and everything, no matter where you go in Australia, that just wants to kill you. So if you're listening – in Australia, I mean, I I, I just think that, that you're amazing. Uh, you're a survivor, is <laughs> what it is. I don't know. That's just the uh, that's just the way that I picture that. But a wounded spirit, it says that who can bear it? So the wounds that we get in life that are like that, they go deep. And a spirit of rejection is that way that you see that this thing had its claws into me and my and my whole life. And and I guess that maybe the doors open at some point where you feel rejected, right? Um. So that spirit had went ahead and, and come in, and, and you just see this process and this thing that goes on. Spirit of heaviness is a is a little bit of a different thing. If if you've done everything that you can do and you can't get off of the ground, if you've spent on your wheels and you can't get anywhere, you may have a spirit of heaviness. You've got something that's holding you down or something that's holding you back. And let me tell you what. Since I got delivered of that, I'm not just saying like, hey, every door's open and all that, because there's some doors that don't need to open, but I don't care anymore. That's that's the difference. I would get so aggravated. It would be like, you know, what do if I have to kick this door in to make this door open, you know what? There are doors that you don't need to be going through. And sometimes the best thing that anybody has ever told you was the answer no. As as uh, somebody that was once a teenage boy that would see some pretty girl that went ahead and she was just not like she was something that she's not, thank God that that never happened. I mean they're just some of the biggest jerk people you've ever seen in your life, really. I went and I serenaded this girl when I was a, a teenager, and um, she uh, – I, I sung um, – uh, what was it? You know, how can I get through one night without you? Y'all know that that song. I think it's Leanne Rhymes or somebody. But I went ahead and I sung that. I practiced all the way there, and I was wearing a tuxedo because I owned three of them because this was the young Ben Blankenship, and I had the big poopy Elvis Presley Conway Twitty hair, and um, you know, and all that. I thought, hey, she's kind of pretty, and and if I just really pour it on super thick. 
and I don't know if she couldn't handle me or if she was just that big of a colossal jerk or if it was a spirit of rejection. But, um, you know, so I said, you know, would you like to go out and do something sometime? You know, my mom said if some guy went out of his way that much for me, even if I didn't like him, I would at least go and get a hamburger with him because I would feel too bad not to. Yeah, this girl didn't have that kind of sensibility. Um, so, I mean, it hurt my feelings awful. And then years later, she said she was watching that, thinking about how sweet it was. And I thought, well, it must not have been too sweet or you would have went out with me. But, that, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But there had been a lot of things that didn't work. There was a girl that supposedly gave me her phone number, and then because you know I'm kind of a screwball, I lost it. And then I called her pastor, and I got her phone number. And then I called, and then she never answered again. And I wrote her a letter, and she had said that she would write back. And I went out to the mailbox for six months. That was what the teenage Ben Blankenship's life was. If, if, if you if you got a little bit of a handle on the hurt. So what happens when people re- are rejected, y'all? Um, you know, that's that's enough show and tell. Well, the first thing that happens when people are rejected, sometimes there's a few different tracks that happen, is that you feel lonely, and then loneliness can turn into self-pity, and then self-pity can turn into depression, and then depression can, can turn into, you know, suicidal thoughts or whatever like that. I mean, there is that course that it can go down, that rejection can lead you down, that you feel lonely and you're so miserable and you're self-grieved and, and you're, you're, I mean, it's just all, you know, my, my life is so empty and I'm having a pity party and why doesn't anybody love me? I'll tell you one other little show and tell that's not me exactly. There was this boy that I had went to school with apparently that had this type of thing going on and he would fold his arms and lay his head down on the table and he would say, why doesn't anybody like me? Um, it allowed in like a class in school all the time. And, you know, n- nobody really did. And I tried to be nice to him, but because of all of that, I mean, he just tried to get up and fight me. You know, it's it's like a dog that's been abused that you try to be kind to and it tries to bite your hand. He had that kind of thing going on. So, I mean, you have people that go down that path of loneliness and, and misery and depression and all that. You need to get free from rejection, y'all. Then there's another track that people go down with rejection, and it's the opposite of that. And, and there may be other, you know, other variables or whatever too, but, I mean, the, these are two of them that you find a lot is instead of, you know, feeling lonely or whatever – and I have a mother like this, by the way. You get hardened, you know. I don't know. I, I think I might be a little bit more that way because, you know, I, I, I put up walls sometimes, and sometimes you need to put up walls in your life. So don't let anybody tell you that a wall is never a good thing because it keeps some stuff out. But it also keeps you from getting the things that you need sometimes. So you, you really need to consider when you're putting up a wall or burning a bridge or, or what have you. But the other course, again, is I've been rejected, so I'm going to be hardened. And then after you're hardened, you become indifferent. You under, do you understand that? You know, um, well, they're against me, so I'm against them. I, I hate them. I hate their religion. I hate their God. I hate their stupid ball team. I hate the things that they hate. I'm not saying necessarily going that far, but you under you understand what I mean that that there's this ugly bitterness, and I don't care what anybody thinks and all that. I'm an island. I'm all I'm a lone wolf. 
you know, whatever um, kind of stuff because of rejection. If you know somebody that talks that way, they've got a problem with rejection and maybe even the demonic spirit of rejection. But either way, they need to get loosed from those chains because they do have chains around them that are keeping them bound from there, they uh, they go into uh, into you know rebellion and, and, and witchcraft and all sorts of other things. You know, I think that a lot of the popularity with the occult right now, and I don't know how long we're gonna be on this. I know that I've got like another hour or, or whatever, but I'm not gonna just take that time to rant. I want to say something productive in it. Um, the um. The popularity that you have with witchcraft and the occult. Do you do you understand what witchcraft is? Because like I understand enough that I could write a book about it, and not just a book, but an extraordinarily comprehensive book. You know, I've read stuff which I don't encourage everybody to do. It's just like studying the Book of Revelation when you don't know the rest of the Bible. There's something emphatically wrong with that. Um, you know, it's it's, it's going to mess you up. You don't know one plus one equals two, but you want to get into calculus and trigonometry. Get it together, y'all, and learn the, learn the fundamentals and and move up. But anyway, um, witchcraft and everything. So I mean, I've like studied things about that that, that normal people shouldn't, but I can explain it to you. Um, so what witchcraft is is witchcraft is trying to manipulate things. I mean, that's that's really. And truly, at the heart of it, um, because wouldn't you be happier? You know, I'm just, I'm just. This is just like the pitch. If you could have your way, you know, there's, there's always a cost, isn't there? Though it's like a monkey's paw. I don't know if you all know that that story and the the lore of that. That you can make a wish, but it's going to cost you more than than you got out of it. You know, it will take more. You'll have to put in more than you're ever going to get back from that. You know, there's a there's a curse that comes with that that you know, blessing, quote unquote. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it's a whole mess. The whole rejection thing is um, until I was demonically attacked and had a demon reach out and, and touch me, which I think came from a, a lot of things. I think a lot of that stemmed from a, from a long uh, life of fighting uh, battle with pornographic addiction is what I would put there in the, on the top of the heap. Um, you know, because you'll have somebody say, well, we're watching scary movies and all that. You know, I don't want to negate that and act like that can't be a thing or happen or or, or whatnot. But I, I think that doing the same sin over and over and over and over and over through your life opens the door. And in fact, sin can become iniquity or sins can become iniquity, you know, because really and, and truly, if you're looking at it biblically where the Bible talks about what Jesus Christ did for you, it talks about how he had went through these things for your sins, and then two verses later and what Isaiah, it talks about what he did for your sin. So sins, plural, um, you know, the, the, the fruits of, of, the, of the vine, um, that, those are the branches, and sin is like the trunk, and then there's something in the root that is causing that thing for the trunk. So, you know, rejection can lead you to bad places and a root of, of bitterness. Can grow up out of that, which I had all that going on too. <laughs> by, by the way, um, that probably totally puts me in down that second track that I was talking about. But um, I went ahead and I asked God for deliverance for that. I was I was renouncing and denouncing everything that there was in, in the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, you're talking about me like praying in tongues at work on the job. Nobody else was in the room. 
at work on the job, breaking out into a profuse sweat. I mean, like crumbling down to the floor, praying, uh, talking to my wife, having her praying for me, going out into my car during lunch and praying in the car in tongues loud. Um, you know, I mean, all all that kind of, of thing. You need deliverance. Um, and and there there are preachers that that pray the prayer over. Let me let me tell you something though. It's it's like let's say you said I want to I want to be healthier, right? Um, I wanna I wanna lose uh, I wanna lose some weight and I want to be more fit and all for my health. Um, do you know what the majority of the whole losing weight is? Now, there's somebody that's saying exercise, and I want you to look at them like they're really, really stupid because that's the wrong answer. Because if they really knew anything about it, if this was a real fitness person, they would say diet is the enormous, enormous percent of it. Even if you're not working out, if you're dieting uh, right, you're going to going to be like dropping some pounds and all there. You know, the, the building up muscle is another thing. In fact, um, if you were like really muscular, you know, like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, he has to eat like two supreme pizzas a day uh, just so his muscle mass like won't eat its own self um, just to keep that sustained. He has to eat all those carbs and calories and all that a day, wouldn't that be something? Um, you know, it's like I got to eat this Briar's ice cream so I can be cut. Um, that That's not the life that I live. But I want to let you know that there is hope and that you can be free from rejection. You know exactly what the opposite of rejection is, don't you? Well, the opposite of rejection is acceptance, Right? The Bible tells me that Jesus Christ looked ahead in time and that he was able to endure all the things that he was going through. The fact that his own people had rejected him. You you remember the like prophetic words about the Messiah, right? And they say, Where did you get these hands in your wound and your these wounds in your hands and feet? And he'll say, In the house of my friends. Can you imagine? And then the greatest rejection that he had is when he said, Father, you know, why why have you forsaken me? As he died there on the cross, because even even the heavenly father had to turn his head away from his son, from God the Son. As he bore your and my sins, because he was the embodiment of our sins hanging there on the cross. The Bible tells me that he was able to endure that because of the joy that was set before him. You know what that means? That doesn't mean something special that you did. That means that he loved you so much when you were out in all of the scummy, filthy sin stuff that you need to get set free from. And me. That he was willing to endure the cross in Calvary. To break the chains that keep us bound. God doesn't want you to have the chains of rejection on your life. God doesn't want you to have the chains of heaviness on your life. God doesn't want the spirit of death 
looming over you, that you can never be happy, that you can never be joyful, that you can never be free, that all these other things are coming against you. You need to renounce these things in the name of Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead, and I'm just going to pray for you, and I want you to pray with me, and I want you to believe it and watch it happen. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that everyone within the sound of my voice that is coming to you and that they are renouncing it and denouncing these things, I pray that every dark demon, every dark spirit, every dark thing would come out and be cast into the pit, never to return again. In Jesus' name, come out in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, God, Father, that you would give them total deliverance, that you would have a peace to wash over them that surpasses all understanding. God, we know what your word says, that any devil that would come and that they would find a house, a heart that was swept clean and that you weren't living in there, that they would bring seven more worse than they were and destroy that person's life right now. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I want you to have a personal talk with him right now. You let him know. You say, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, I know that you died to save me. Lord, I know that you came and that you lived a perfect life and that you resurrected on the third day and that you're coming back again, and I want to be more like you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that you would set me free. I pray that you would save my soul. I pray that you would forgive me. Amen. Okay, now the thing is, is that you've got to do it. You need to get in your Bible every day. This is word for you, and you don't need to be around a bunch of bad teachers and all that. You need to get yourself in a good – and you need to get yourself in there where you're learning in in the word of God and all that. You know what? If you have any questions that you want to ask me, if you have any prayer that you want to ask me, because this is where I'm at. I'm not taking up an offer, by the way. If you want any of that, I'm going to tell you what you do. Email. Ben. Jam house at gmail dot com like Benjamin B E N J A M house H O U S E Ben Jam house at gmail dot com wherever you are in the world if you need prayer if you need somebody to talk to I want you to know that I'm there for you I really mean that I will answer your emails okay. I really mean that. I hope that God touches you. I've, I've had so many people. I've had people that just want to be combative that have talked to me, and they're like, I just don't believe in this, and I don't believe in that, and I wish somebody could explain it to me. You know, it's unfortunate to say that to me because I'm all like theologian, scholarly, and all that, and I mean I can write like a 72-page letter <laughs> to somebody, and then basically they just come up and say, well, you know, all of that was a front. I didn't even want to hear any of that, and then they just get all mad and huffed up and puffed about it. Don't say that you want something and then have it handed to you and rejected and going to stand before God on the judgment day. You know, God God wants to set your friends free. He wants to set your family free, but God's not going to do everything himself when there are things that you need to do. God's, God's not going to have you do something that you're not able to do. You need to stand up and you need to meet him because I want you to know that when you're taking a step towards God, God has taken a step towards you. Hallelujah. Well, I love him here today, and I hope that this has blessed you. And I hope that this has touched you. I'm I'm gonna see if, if she if she's gonna do it because I know that Montel's listening. So that first song had went ahead and.
played, and I'll go ahead and I'll close up right after this, but I have another song called Black Sheep, and it also is about rejection. It's got a little bit more of a country flavor. Let me see. Montel, can you go ahead and can you play Black Sheep for us right here on Reaching Out Radio? Let's see if she does. I'll give her I'll give her just a minute. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If she doesn't do it in a minute, I'm just going to go ahead and close up anyway. It might be set to play when I hang up the phone. I'm not sure. All right. Well, unless it jumps in and, and like cuts into this, I'm just going to go ahead. I want to thank you all for listening today, and I think that pray that something that I've said has spoke something into your life. I hope that this word has blessed you. You know, um, I was going through really hard times.
like singing that by the way it was recorded previously and then we went ahead to uh to a studio and had that done again um that's on a uh on a Ben Jam album, uh, Revisited is the album that that's on. All the songs, of course, are revisited. Um, they were on earlier uh, things that we had went ahead and did. Um, I uh, I wrote that song, and again, a, a lot of that was with feelings that I had. And I was in a particularly foul mood when I wrote it, too. I don't know if you all know that, like, as, an, as a writer, if you do that kind of thing, you know, it's, um, you can channel anger or sadness or something. I was uh, caulking the windows of uh, a trailer that I had, um, you, you know, one of those uh, those camper tops is what it was, on a camper top on the back of my truck because I had bought a camper top that didn't quite fit, and I was trying to fill that thing up so, you know, water wouldn't come in. And so I was spreading caulk there, and, um, you know, I was, I was pretty hot about it. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, that, that song was like coming to me and I went inside and I wrote that song and I felt better um, after uh, after the whole talking fiasco. I'm not a handyman. Um, I'm so thankful for every one of you all here today. Again, benjamhouse at gmail.com is how you can reach me. If you would like prayer, if you have any kind of a special need, if you have any sort of religious program that, that if it's on Zoom or Skype or whatever, I mean, I can try and make time. Uh, for that when I have time um, right now where we're talking it has been a snowy snowy icy week in Tennessee and I've I've been locked inside like pretty much all of the time except for when I have to take our little Shih Tzu dog uh, out his name's PJ and um, tomorrow will be my first day back at work so I'm probably going to chain myself to the desk and work there for Lord only knows how long I do graphic art professionally. In fact, it's a Christian-owned company. If you or your church or your business ever wants to order anything, it is Red Letter 9 in Alcoa, Tennessee. That is also Goatees, G-O-T-E-E-Z, plus, like a plus sign, fast signs. So we do any conceivable kind of thing that there is for any business, you know, church, whatever, we do it, screen print, sublimation, embroidery, um, uh, direct to garment, direct to film, laser engraving, uh, printing on tumblers with our logo jet printer. It, it's it's really pretty endless. You know, we do work for Dollywood and, and, and all kinds of places, stores in the mall um, and, and whatnot, you know, through the through the fast times part of us but it's it's just all sorts of stuff but um god is uh god's blessed that company um the uh the management is a really good christian guy if there's anybody that's like a florida state fan by the way seminoles or whatever he's also that uh that's that's where he's from we've got a bunch of florida state uh people that are that are there in um in that Knoxville area uh, down down where I work, but really love the Lord. Um, all the shirts that you see at Hobby Lobby, you know, we're the printers for those and, and all kinds of stuff. We do a bunch of minor league ball teams and what have you too, and that list keeps on growing. So, I mean, God has blessed us. He's been so good to us, and I'm thankful for him. You know what was weird that right while um, that song was playing, Black Sheep, and I'm talking about – becoming free for from rejection i just had somebody reach out to me uh that's not listening that's a totally different thing and he was uh he was saying an encouraging positive message 
about a podcast that they want me to be on. It has nothing to do with ministry. It's about being an author and, and writing comic books and stuff. But went ahead and it sent me something, and it just like popped up. And I'm like, this is uh, this is fantastic timing. We love every one of y'all, and I would look forward to being on again. And it seems like Montel said that that may happen. Don't know exactly when she and I will talk about it, and then um, you know she'll announce it. Uh, she's she's all over it. I'm telling you, I've I've been able to find the links easy, and there's there's a nice write up and and all kinds of stuff. I'll be back on social media like Facebook and you know and Twitter and 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 YouTube and all that uh, back on February the 10th. So if you're looking me up on Facebook or 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 whatever, trying to find me or sending me friend requests or or whatnot, I'll be back on on February the 10th. Um, so uh, that's that's when I return from my hiatus from all of that. God bless y'all, and you have a good night or whatever time of day, evening, afternoon it is where you're listening from. We love you. We're standing with you together in Christ. Amen.